It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. G'day, Mike Hussey here, but you can call me Mr. Supercoach. KFC Supercoach BBL is back and there's 25 grand up for grabs. So what are you waiting for? Play today at supercoach.com.au. T's and C's apply. New South Wales authorisation number TP slash 01005. Let's talk some rugby. The first ever international defence rugby championship has been played in Auckland over the last two and a half weeks. Eight countries, seven teams in all, with Vanuatu and Papua New Guinea forming a combined team. This is the first time it's happened. The Men's Defence Force Rugby World Cup has been going for some time now. And with the rise of women's rugby and its popularity, it seems timely that the first edition has been played in New Zealand, the host nation for the Women's Rugby World Cup. And the finals were played today. Third and fourth was played between Australia and Fiji, a very good Fijian team by all accounts. And the final in front of a very big crowd was between France and New Zealand, the New Zealand team known as the Defence Ferns. One of the commentators was Stephen Harris. He joins us on the programme. Steve, good evening. Welcome. Yeah, good evening, Watto, and good evening to your listeners. What did you make of the standard of women's rugby at a defence force level over the last two and a half weeks? Were you impressed by the quality of rugby you saw? Yeah, very much so, Mark, and it's got better. As you could see, these teams started gathering combinations. I think we went in a little bit unsure what to expect, but, um, you know, like most things, as you get to the, the semi-final, the pointy end of the season, the cream does rise to the top. Yeah, uh, Stephen, I mean, um, uh, you know, we have seen a, a big rise in women's rugby, um, but I, I think from what I've heard, the surprise package very much Fiji here, um, the way in which they played the game and perhaps were a little unlucky not to make it all the way through to the final. Oh, I've, I've got to agree with you. And Interestingly enough, I've actually just received a, a, a message from a good friend who's in the military in, in Fiji and... And he was—he's um, just actually messaged me and, and said, "Listen, this is only the, only the beginning. They've only really started a real focus on women's rugby in Fiji in the last couple of years or so." And uh, I think one thing that we we've always known, like uh, the men players, gee, there's some really good athletes running around, and boy, they're the sort of team with a little bit more work under their belt across the board. They're capable of scoring tries from anywhere on the paddock and uh, with the athletes that they've got, boy, look out moving forward. Uh, yeah, well, I remember seeing Fiji in 2016 at the Sevens in Rio and weren't particularly flash and then almost upset us, didn't they, five years later in Tokyo in that semi-final and you go and have a look at Fiji Times and so many of the articles are about the rise of Fiji and women's rugby and uh, they do place a lot of emphasis, at, particularly on the military. Um but it's it's a wonderful career path, isn't it, the Defence Forces? Because here you can, you're basically getting paid, and a big part of it uh, is extracurricular activities, which clearly includes sport. And for some of the players that we've seen in action over the last two and a half weeks, it'll be the highest level they'll play. For others, it's a stepping stone to higher honours, and some have already gone to higher honours. Oh, listen, ab- ab- absolutely. And there were some quality players 
running around, and this is unknown quality we're talking about. You know, we were fortunate enough to have um, uh, Blues Super Rugby coach Willie Walker in, I think, in the second round that he popped along to have a look. And I know talking to him, once the day round robin had, had finished, he said, boy, there's some talent running around, and uh, I'll definitely be tracking this talent to see exactly where it goes. And the same can be said for the likes of, of, of Fiji as, as well. Listen, if there's any sort of opportunities for these young ladies, I know that uh, women's uh, rugby or the drawer had a, a females professional team running around in this year's um, competition with the Australian side. So there's opportunities uh, for these young ladies to progress their careers, not just in the mil- while being in the military, but also playing professionally as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, let's um and Sir Buck Shelford, Sir Wayne Shelford in attendance today and uh, earlier in the week as well. Let's talk about firstly the or let's talk about the final this afternoon because it was France up against New Zealand in the first round. These two teams had met and it was the defence who had won that twenty four points to ten. This was always going to be close and in the finish it was France who came out victorious with um, a nine eight victory, uh, Steve and. Fair to say that perhaps New Zealand were out-coached, out-thought. Yeah, I'd have to agree totally with you. You know, if you if you look at uh, this French team, their set pieces were were very good. I think they were stronger in this area, whilst they were penalised a lot in the game um, by by the official. Now, this could be something as simple as not obviously not speaking English, not getting the getting the, the message directly from the official. I thought they were dominant in those particular areas and they played the game in the right part of the field, but they also defended really, really well. In fact, the last, uh, the last two games, whilst they didn't score a try in their last two games, including the semi-final, they showed defensively they are a very good team. Mm, yeah, really well led to the French, weren't they? Today, um, some wonderful names. Always good when you when you run through the French names that make up this side. But really, really, really well read indeed. And um, a disappointment, I guess, from the defence ferns. But some standout players, the likes of Leah Miles. I think the midfield combination of Melania, Kens, Wairaka, Greg. Um, I think it, most people felt that both these players would look comfortable in any FPC side, any super rugby side in New Zealand? Oh, very, very much so. Of course, Liam Miles um, from the Otago Spirit picking up a super contract with the uh, South Island-based uh, franchise. I thought she was probably close to New Zealand's player of the tournament. She never dropped the standards, was pretty much good throughout. And of course, we, we often spoke about Melania Kens and Wairaka Greg. In, in the midfield, Greg, a little bit quiet today and we didn't see a lot of either of those players. And I, I, I sense that was really the, the, the disappointment. I don't think they ever got an opportunity to get into the game simply because a very good French pack built around their tight head prop, uh, Labib, their lock, Gasparo and Galatel, who seemed to be the cornerstone of that pack, just never let those uh, New Zealand forwards get into a comfortable position. Yeah, fascinating too because it was really out wide is probably where the real strength had been of this defence ferns and we, we sort of felt that perhaps they lacked a little bit of X-factor France and their best chance was to keep it tight, play down those narrow channels and that's exactly what they did do. And you felt that the longer this game went without New Zealand being able to score points, the ascendancy was always going to go and the momentum was always going to go with the French. Oh, very much so, and you know, a player that we we, we highlighted in the, in the in the French team 
who looked quality was Marie Gorgage, and she just played the game of her life life today and got two real vital turnovers right at the end of the game, but just did everything right where we thought one of the stars of the tournament would, would be uh, Ruthie Malafangi, um, or Tootsie as they basically called her. Um, she looked like a, a star in the making, and we thought she would be the star of the tournament. But to be honest, she only had a couple of touches early in the game, and we never saw her again. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Emma Coudier, the French first five, controlled things nicely. Hayley Hutana, who's been a real star throughout this competition, um, at key times today, uh, look, might be a bit harsh, but at times maybe went missing. Yeah, I, listen, I'd have to say if there was one probably disappointment with, with Hayley, you know, very experienced uh, player at FPC level, I just thought at some time she didn't get that midfielder involved and was, you know, always seemed to be throwing the ball wide and hitting and hoping hoping that they would, would hit Malangafangi out wide. And it, it, it just really didn't didn't happen for them. I think she needed to be a little bit more creative, needed to run a little bit more. And I think that was really her mm. time as a senior player to stand up. Mm. Yeah, we should emphasise too just how big the French forces are. It's a combination of Army, Navy and Air Force. And if you saw the celebrations after having beaten the Defence Ferns, and a lot of these players play professionally in France, you could see just what it meant. You could see the prestige in this and just how much this tournament is going to grow four years from now and beyond. Oh, listen, very much so. And these teams will get better now that they've they've actually seen the standard, you know, and you could see gradual improvement with all of these sides. I mean, to say the, the third and fourth playoff game in Australia and Fiji, you know, classic example, where on day one of this tournament, Fiji, I think, put 60-odd points on Australia. Yeah, 65-5 uh, in the first round. Fiji beat Australia. I just want to emphasise this to people. Fiji, this is their armed services, this is the defence force, beat the Australian defence forces 65-5, but that wasn't the case today in that third or fourth playoff. No, not not at all. Once again, Australia started well enough. It was two and pro. In fact, there was actually a really awesome game uh, to to call Mark. Uh, but I think at the end of the day, once again, Fiji with these wonderful athletes that they can bring off the bench onto the field that can break open a game from anywhere in the paddock. I think was was the difference. You know, when you can when you can bring the likes of a, a Lavinia a Tinai off the bench, and uh, boy, these are all really good runners. Anna Maria Butti. These are very, very good players, and that's to go with the ones that, that they've already got on the field. I thought Nabura, the centre, was good. Namuthe, the captain on the right wing, and uh, um, uh, Wakana at the fullback. Boy, threats from anywhere on the pattern. Mm. Yeah, I, I just want to emphasise too for New Zealand uh, sports fans listening to this, you won't be familiar with these names, but I, I just want people take a note of these names Bridget Lake, Ricky Rawley, Michelle Bro, Caroline Seo. Ruthie Malanathangi, or just simply known as Tuts, as you've mentioned, the likes of Clementine Varea, it's surely only a matter of time before we see these players at a much, much higher level and becoming familiar names to lovers of rugby here in New Zealand. I think this was the perfect stepping stone for them. I think this was a wonderful audition. And if Leah Miles, the flanker, can be named Otago Female Rugby Player of the Year and pick up a super contract, then those names that we've mentioned and include 
uh, at the backs, the likes of Melania, Ken, to Mairauka, Greg, uh, every reason why they can't do the same? Oh, very much so. I'm going to throw one other name in there because she was good every time she came off the bench with Phoenix Lytham. Um, boy, you know, real solid midfielder, always busted the line, was always a threat. And uh, yeah, Melania Ken's at 19 years old. Listen, if you don't see her in a super rugby team, I think you'll probably see her in an NRL team, women's NRL team moving forward. Yeah, looked very much like Big Storm and Norman Berryman and the way she did play too, Phoenix Lytton. Yeah, I, I wonder if they had their time again. We know how good the midfield combination of Melania, Kenza, Myralko, uh, Greg were, but I wonder, just looking at this game, whether you know they might have perhaps started with Phoenix Lytton at second 5'8", Myralko, Greg on the outside, because Lytton... She just got yards, didn't she? She just got go forward like no other player today, but she really only came on with, what, about 20 minutes remaining? Oh, very much so. And, you know, if you can imagine somebody like Melania Kens just running off her shoulder or even Wairauka Greg or even with the like of Tootsie, um, Brucey Malangafangi sort of sniffing around, boy, I think they would have been much more of a threat as opposed to, to looking for the wide path all the time. Stephen Harris, uh, been a privilege and a pleasure having you on the programme, my good man. Lovely to catch up and lovely to reflect on what has been a very good tournament, the International Defence Rugby Competition. Thank you. Thank you, Watto. Really appreciate it. Enjoyed it. Yeah, there you go. And I do have to say, uh, might be a bit tough there on... um, Hayley Hutana, the first five, but what a player she is. I want to emphasise that. Um, Nothing in this game today, and I guess we're just sort of grasping at straws a little bit in terms of critiquing both sides. But, boy, there's some talent to burn in women's rugby in this country, and the French absolutely ecstatic winning the Defence Force Rugby World Championship.